0: welcome to the youtube creators hub podcast where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time we cover everything from how to start a youtube channel to how to make a video go viral and now here's your host the one and only dusty porter hello and welcome to episode 49 of the youtube creators hub podcast my name is dusty the host of this show 49 episodes. I cannot believe it. We are one away from the big 5-0. Oh, uh, I'm wanting to do something really cool for episode 50. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get everything together, so uh, just uh, be thinking about me uh, as I try to get this uh, 50 episode uh, you know, stuff ready for next week, because I really want to do something special, but I may not have the time, so hopefully I will. Uh, anyways, if you're new to the show, if you're looking to start grow, monetize a YouTube channel, get better at online video content in general. This, my friends, is the show for you where each and every week on Wednesdays, I release a new episode uh, where I interview a content creator who's creating online video content. They're doing it the right way. They've been doing it for a good while. And I talk with them about how they're doing it, strategies they use, techniques they use, the equipment they use. Basically, I break down a YouTube creator each and every week, talk with them about their strengths and weaknesses, what they did to get started on YouTube. So if you're looking to do any of that good stuff, definitely stick around. I do want to remind you that this show, as always, is brought to you by the fine folks over at TubeBuddy. T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y. They've been supporting this show from early on, all the way uh, from when the YouTube Creators Hub podcast was just an itty-bitty baby. and uh, those guys over at TubeBuddy. They believed in what we were doing. They believed in the message here of empowering content creators and helping them along their journey. Uh, just so you know... Well, I'll I'll mention that in a minute. Anyways, TubeBuddy, if you want to know what it is, it's a tool that will help you grow and speed up the process of growing your YouTube channel. There are so many little bitty tools that TubeBuddy provides. I can't even mention them all right now in this opening. But guys, if you haven't already, click on the link in the show notes. TubeBuddy, check it out. It will make your YouTube life so much easier. People ask me all the time, what's your secret weapon for YouTube? How did you grow so fast? How do you have so many subscribers? TubeBuddy, plain and simple. To you, buddy. So go check them out. Uh, I do want to let you guys know that this show is absolutely exploding on the charts on iTunes. We're in the top 100 in the business category, which is huge for a small niche like this online video. Uh, we are getting ever so closely to the half a million downloads, which guys, if you don't know in the podcasting world uh, with, you know, right at 50 episodes, not even 50 episodes, 500,000 downloads. For 50 episodes that is a huge and big deal which means only one thing you guys are sharing the knowledge you guys are letting other creators know, hey, go check this podcast out. Now, we are doing something new. Started it last week, and it seemed to be uh, very positive as far as the way people re- responded to it. If you go on over to iTunes, leave us a review. Let you, you know, let know. me know what you think of the show. I will give you a shout-out on the next week's episode. We got one coming in this week from S at I underscore J. Uh, he leaves a big, long, positive review about the podcast. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he says, if you're a YouTube creator with less than 50K Subscribers, This podcast is your go-to resource. We all know social media has saturated in content. For you to stand out from the noise and your competition, you have to be really on top of what you do. He said he started his YouTube channel, The Art of Travel, shout out there, in January of 2016. Uh, he reached the 1,000 subscriber mark. Thanks to Dusty and the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. Guys, thank you so much for that. Uh, Give a big shout out to the Art of Travel YouTube channel. If you want your channel or name shouted out on next week's episode, go on over, leave us a review. Let me know what you think of the show. As I mentioned last week, as we get rolling here in 2017, this is just the beginning. It is going to get bigger and better for the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. I've got roundtable episodes planned. I've got mono episodes with just me tackling one subject that you guys have been asking me. Don't forget to email me, dusty at youtubecreatorshub.com. And without any more rambling on for me, let's go ahead and jump into this week's conversation. <laughs> All right, and welcome back to this week's conversation here on the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. I'm Dusty, your host, and this week I am so excited to be joined by the duo behind Nobody's Special Entertainment over on YouTube. It is the collaborative works of Chloe Bailey and Topher Putnam, who use their skills as writers, costume designers, and animators to provide fun and accessible content for viewers of all ages. Their hit series, The Miraculeague, League, has garnered tens of millions of views on YouTube. Guys, how are y'all doing today?
1: We're doing great.
0: Yeah, it's great to be here. Man, I am excited to have you guys on the show. I have watched a bunch of your videos and uh, just excited to talk with you guys about you know, how you got started, uh, where you're at now, and kind of where you want to go in the future. So before we get ahead of ourselves, um, let's go ahead and, and one of you guys explain to our audience a little more about you guys and how you got started on YouTube.
2: Absolutely. Uh, so uh, Chloe and I, I have always—we've uh, been creators. We've been—we uh, went to college for animation, so we've uh, always been storytellers, and and kind of uh, grew close through storytelling. So uh, when we moved out to LA a couple years ago, we uh, tried a bunch of different channels and venues to kind of uh, to kind of find our 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 niche in storytelling. So we uh, we did some stuff with uh, PBS. We have an animated series. Um, we love education, and we love. Uh, we found as that I think time progressed that we loved being really inclusive and not excluding any sort of demographic. So uh, with sensors and things like uh, uh, networks and things mm. like that, you're you're really limited uh, who you can reach and what you can say and how you can do it. So I found, I think we found a lot of demographics were kind of being
1: uh, ignored. Yeah,
2: ignored like little girls and. Uh, You know, so we decided that YouTube was the best venue to really reach out to uh, every demographic and make sure that nobody feels left out.
0: So, Chloe, what was that moment like for you guys, you know, being artists, creative people where you guys decided, you know what, we're already doing this. We, you know, we have this stuff in our mind. We, We know who our target audience is. You know, what was that step like to go from, you know, idea to actual implementation and actually starting creating your YouTube channel?
1: Well, it's actually kind of interesting because back when I was in college, I had a couple of friends, and we would dress up in costumes and make like these little parody sketches, and we'd upload them on this channel that basically no one ever saw. Uh, but so I started my own channel where I started doing little costume tutorial videos because I am also a seamstress and a costume designer, and. Uh, we just got to the point where we were talking about, you know, we're not really doing anything right now, but we have all these funny, like, Saturday Night Live kind of ideas and sketches we could come up with, and, hey, I've got all these costumes I've made throughout the years, you know, maybe we should make a series about them, and so Topher wrote up a script, and we filmed it, didn't think it'd really become anything, and it ended up turning into a series. <laughs>
0: And how how amazing is it, though, that you get to do something that you love on a day-to-day basis? It
1: is so incredibly rewarding. I've worked so many jobs. I'm one of those people that probably worked at least two to four different jobs a year just because I didn't like where I was. So (laughs) I would, you know, turn in my notice and move on. And even when I uh, had a nice full-time job, it was still kind of not that rewarding,
2: unfulfilling in some yeah. ways. We weren't able to use all of our, all the things that we love to do. You know, when you get told to work on someone's stuff or you get told to do one thing that you love to do every day, sometimes that's not enough. You want to use everything that you that you have and care about. So,
1: and I think that's also one of the hardest things about picking a major in college. They're asking you to just focus on one thing. Right. And most artists are, you know, multi-talented and very vast areas so
0: now we discussed off air before we went live with the podcast today about you guys living in la and i did mention it there in your short bio that that you provided to me but did you guys decide to move to la after having the youtube channel and doing some some online video stuff deciding to kind of go to the mecca the central of uh you know this kind of realm and this space uh we had decided i had an old youtube channel uh
2: it was it was before this one where I did silly voices, I do lots of impressions and things like that, and I found that most people that would contact me uh, would be from LA, people who wanted to do different projects and different collaborations. And um, one of my projects on that YouTube channel kind of got me really interested to come out here. So I spoke with Chloe, and uh, one thing led to another, and we realized, hey, you know, this is this is the place where things are happening, things are booming here. Uh, I mean the film incentives are dying all over the place but but in LA this is this is where it is i mean it's this is it's happening out here so we decided to just make it happen
1: now
0: let me ask you guys this the, the majority of creators that i interview on this show are solo Entrepreneurs or solo creators, especially on YouTube. Um, you two working together, you know, having kind of two brains behind the channel, what do you think are the pros and cons of having two people uh, work on the same YouTube channel as opposed to just having one?
1: Well, I think one of the biggest benefits of having two creators is that it kind of lessens the work for both of us. Right. You can delegate. Yeah, you know, we can take turns, we have someone we can bounce the ideas off of, someone with not just equal responsibility for the channel, but with someone who is as equally uh, involved with its success or lack thereof. Whereas if you were a solo creator, you can bounce ideas off of, you know, your friends and whatnot, but they're not invested. Right. So, you know, the they could still, you know, have the best intentions for you when helping you out. But whether or not it succeeds doesn't affect them. Whereas the two of us working together, I've found that we work really well together and we both have our individual strengths. So it's it's really nice being able to rely on Topher for a majority of the writing and uh, the editing of the videos. Whereas I help with some of the creative ideas and then all of the costumes and props and stuff that you see.
0: Absolutely. And I found that you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you own something and you have a YouTube channel like what you have and what I have, it's one of those things to where, like, it's, it becomes your baby and you don't want anybody else to touch it. Um And... I was that way for such a long time and when I finally went out and hired someone to do a lot of the back end, the admin work that I just hated to do as a creator um, someone like myself who I love to be in front of a microphone, I love doing stuff in front of the camera um, doing voiceover work, things like that the the administrative side of it, the paperwork side of it was really weighing me down and it was it's a very important aspect as an entrepreneur people don't understand that you know, they, they think they can go out and they can make money, create videos, do this and that and, and not worry about the taxes and the different administrative side of things but when I finally found someone who worked well with me um and the kind of more behind the scenes person, it really helped my workflow and kind of cleared up my creative space and my creative mind to do things that I've always wanted to do.
2: Absolutely. And that's I think when and I'm sure uh whomever you hired, you know, you have to relay the importance of, you know, it's a labor of love. And if that other person doesn't share that uh with you, you know, there's gonna be problems and it's and so definitely there are cons to finding, I think, working with someone who doesn't share that. But uh, fortunately, we, we both uh, are, are quite invested in this. So.
0: And it is about finding someone who not only just wants a paycheck or money at the end of it, they're actually, like you said, uh, is bought into what you're doing. They actually like the stuff you're doing as well. Um, and if they're bought in and they love and are behind the message that you're trying to spread, then you're just going to have, like I said, it's going to be, great to have that going forward. Now, let me ask you this. How has YouTube helped your business? Like, what ways are you monetizing this content and are able, you know, we talked off air, you guys are now, you know, doing this full time. How has this become somewhat of a business for you? So,
2: uh, YouTube allows you to monetize your videos, of course. And we, um, you know, we studied the algorithm for a long time and we, you know, we, we tried to think of, you know, what are the best times? What's our target audience? Who is watching this the most? Where are they watching it? How do we upload appropriately? So of course the, uh, the monetization on YouTube absolutely helps. And I think that's, you know, that's kind of universal for YouTube creators. But outside of that, everything that you see in the shows, everything that you, uh, every costume that you see, every prop that you see, every drawing that I do, um, every wig, you can buy those from us, from our store online as well. Chloe makes all of them. She's an incredibly talented seamstress and, uh, And sculptor and so you can you can buy all of these things at the store and uh, things you see hanging in the background you can buy those too so it's kind of like you're uh, oh and, and if you send us anything of course we'll we'll share it in the show too we'll hang it up in the background or something so it really engages the audience in a way that I don't think a lot of a lot of content does you know we're not the first to do this but again
0: engaging the audience making sure everyone feels appreciated was really important. to me. And it is about finding multiple streams of income, you know, as a YouTube creator, the AdSense monetization program alone, you know, will not pay the bills. Um, you know, it, it will help supplement. And I'm so thankful that YouTube allows us as creators to do that, but you do have to find other ways, like what you guys have done selling merchandise, doing other things with affiliate programs to help kind of monetize and keep it going. Now, as far as that goes, you know, you guys doing this full time now, In the beginning, did you set out to do this full-time to make a living doing it, or were you just trying to create amazing stuff that you love doing?
1: Well, it's actually kind of funny because right around the time we decided to move back to Los Angeles, um, I had been talking to Topher about taking my costume design more seriously and uh, how to go about that and whatnot. So originally... I was just looking to make more costumes and, you know, kind of put myself out there. Yeah, it's
2: hard to it's hard to get recognized for something that's not that's kind of tangible. You know, if you did woodwork, it's kinda hard to get recognized. So YouTube, of course, would be the venue for that. I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt.
1: Yeah, okay, sorry. Um so I was actually kind of setting out to do the costume design work full time and go off of that and since I was making all the costumes You know, we decided to start making videos with them, and then that ended up turning into full-time while the costume design, you know, is kind of on the side now. But I I actually like it more that way, kind of like how we said earlier, it's much more rewarding to work on your own stuff versus someone else's stuff. So, though I really do like making costumes for other people, and I still do, and we have uh, our shop going and everything it's much more rewarding to do the YouTube stuff full time with our own stuff. And I can set out a block of time and like, this is the new project. But
2: that was not our intention in the beginning. I think is to, our intention was to just share a video, get Chloe's costumes recognized. And you know, I don't like to, I I love to attach a story to anything I can. So I wrote a big script and I think the marriage of those two things turned it into something that was capable of being a full-time job.
0: I love that. And I love hearing those stories. That's why I, you know, initially started this show is to talk with creators like you guys from all around the world about just interesting stories as to, you know, why you're doing what you're doing now and what motivates you, the passion for what you're doing. And it's just, it's clear from what you guys are saying about the, you know, the combination of, you know, Chloe and what you're doing and, and just the stories that you guys are telling with your videos, just amazing. Now, what would you guys say to creators who email me all the time, probably weekly? They say, well, you know, I only have 25,000 or 30,000 subscribers, but you know, there's no way I can make any money from my content, uh, you know. And to that, I say, you know, I know creators with less than 50,000 subscribers who are making you know six digits a year, uh, you know, knowing how to really capitalize off of the content they're creating. And you guys sitting there, almost at 50k subscribers, over 18 million views, been on you know YouTube for four or five years now. What would you say to that? I mean, it, it is possible, is it not, to uh, have a full time living and support yourself with an audience that is actionable? Uh, yeah, and so.
2: Although our YouTube channel says we've been around for four to five years, we've actually just started in uh, somewhere around July of this year. We started, so that account has been around for a while, but we just started very recently. And while we are not a big YouTube channel, we are still relatively very small in comparison. We, uh, it's all about it, it's all about tackling what not what issues are relevant, but what is relevant and what is trending. And and really delving into, as I said before, into the, into the algorithm. So it's, you know, I think you can see a million channels that have, you know, upwards of 500,000 subscribers and things like that. But if you're not engaging the audience and you're not doing anything that's particularly relevant, you're not going to get a high yield of views. And it's going to kind of become commonplace. Whereas if you're always pushing the boundaries, pushing the envelope and, uh, you know, trying new things, not being afraid to try new things and engage your audience and say, what do you want? Then absolutely, you can perform admirably with a a very small amount of, of, of subscribers. It's all about viewership and engagement.
0: And it is amazing, kind of what you guys said, you know, your initial reason for getting on YouTube was to kind of have exposure for Chloe's clothing and and the work that she does as a seamstress. You know, for me, when I started my YouTube channel, it was just for fun, you know, to show someone how to do something on the computer who lived across the country. um, And the... the different opportunities that YouTube has opened up beyond just the YouTube monetization with the AdSense program, uh, was just mind blowing to me, you know, growing my YouTube channel from zero to now where it is, you know, all of these opportunities where companies were contacting me. And the only reason they're contacting me is because of that, uh, the the videos that are out there working for me at all times, even when I'm sleeping, even when I'm on vacation. And that's kind of the beauty of YouTube. And I think that transitions nicely into my next question for you two, Uh, and, and I'd like to have both of you answer this. What would be some Something that you wish someone would have told you when you first started out creating content on YouTube. Oh, uh, you
1: 1st <laughs> <go first. laughs> um, <I think. laughs>
0: The
2: the ease of access uh, that you have now, especially in this. I remember a while ago, YouTube wasn't as uh, accessible. It, w- it was accessible to the viewer, but for the creator, there was a couple of snafus, and there were a couple of uh, you know questionable things that uh, didn't necessarily give you your bang for your buck. I guess you could say. Um, but recently, I, I, I wish somebody would have told me, uh, even a couple of years prior, how accessible YouTube is uh, w- as you're a creator. Now they've got audio libraries, they've got uh, multiple ways to, to do ads, they've got in screens, they've got annotations. You can customize your content in such a big way that gone are the days of, you know, I how how do I how do I engage my audience? How do I how do I monetize? How do I promote myself appropriately in YouTube um, has 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 made that super accessible for content creators uh, as well as viewers. So I wish somebody would have enlightened me on that because it was
1: intimidating. What I really wish someone would have told me in regards to YouTube, and, and this is going to sound incredibly simple to what Topher just said, um, I wish someone would have just told me to go for it. And it, it sounds kind of silly, but I, I have a lot of Viewers contact me on a daily basis asking about cosplay, costuming, you know, I have a YouTube channel, what do I do, you know, I'm afraid no one's gonna watch it, I'm afraid no one's gonna like me, and those were all things that went through my head, and I really wish that someone had just kind of been like, you know, go for it, it doesn't matter if you're not successful in the beginning, it doesn't matter if your viewership is low or you only have 20 subscribers for the first year, you know, just go for it because it's what you like to do.
0: And you're reaching an audience.
1: Yeah, it's like even time. if it's only 20 people, those 20 people think you're worth it.
0: There, There is a lot to be said about just doing it and you would be surprised Chloe at how many people when i ask that question that's their advice you know they're just they they say to other creators out there if you're on the edge or you're on the fence literally just put yourself out there and see what happens because until you do it how are you ever going to know that you possibly could have something successful on your hands there's no way of knowing that until you actually put yourself out there and it's amazing to me you know the growth that i could have had you know in those years where i had all of these great ideas but i never did put myself out there because i was too embarrassed as to what people uh, would say or think about doing uh, you know online video you know it's amazing to think that people are sitting on the fence with these amazing ideas and they're just not doing it so uh, there is a lot to be said about just putting yourself out there and creating some some amazing stuff now Speaking of your YouTube process and kind of what you guys are doing now creating this content, I've like I said, I've watched a number of your videos. Uh, you're doing things that I never could imagine. The only thing I can relate to that you guys are doing is the voiceover work, and that's because I've been in voiceover now for a good good while doing radio and whatnot here locally. But... What are the the, what's the process like for making a video Uh, and what are the YouTube tools, whether it be hardware, software, Internet resource that you guys use on a weekly basis that you just could not live without? Uh, Shall I do? Okay, Uh, (laughs) okay. Uh, so the process uh, starts with
2: Chloe and it starts collaboratively with both of us in the same room. Uh, sometimes we'll sit in the pool or in the, you know, hot tub or something, just a, a place where you can be creative and say, what's the idea for this week? What's mm-hmm. the, what's the theme? What is the overarching story? What can this video not, or what must this video have? We come up with the, 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 the simple theme, what costume we'll need, what props we'll need. Once that's out of the way, you get the, the kind of the, the pre,
1: uh, pre-production, yeah, the pre-production out <laughs> of the
2: way. Then it comes down to script writing. So um I uh right now I mean I I, I'm I'm real big on Google Docs because you can uh get multiple people on board at once to -hmm. kind of review and and check things out. So if Chloe and I are busy, you know, she can watch me type as I'm typing. Uh so so we go to the script writing process, I'll write a script and then uh we schedule a shoot date Mm -hmm. that's you know it's generally we can do the whole thing in about three or four days, but uh, what what now, what's the camera that we have there?
1: We currently have a Nikon DSLR thirty two hundred I think
2: right, and of course, we're looking to improve all of our <laughs> our hardware, but uh, then it really comes down to once we have the footage, I sit there and I you know I spend some time going through the selects. And uh, I use Adobe for nearly everything that I do. So I I uh, mentioned I animate a lot, so I'll use Adobe Flash to animate. After Effects I'm super fond of for editing. Um, Premiere is is good too, but I love being able to add my effects right in the uh, right in the program itself. Uh, Photoshop of course, Audition. Mm, those are the those are the big four I suppose. Uh, and so I do all my editing right there in Adobe. So there's no there's not gonna be any sort of difficulty importing or uh it's all it's all home in Adobe. And we render it out and it's I mean, it's a pretty basic formula, I
0: guess you could say, but I'd say Adobe products are really our our Best bread friends. and butter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i live i live in the adobe suite as well i uh, my wife's a teacher and so i i get the, the the educator discount on all of the adobe suite you know now that they've gone to monthly as opposed to paying that big lump sum as you used to do um, back in the day when you had to pay you know two thousand dollars for all of the different you know pieces of software that you wanted that was way back when but uh, when i used to do design work for for programs and stuff around here graphic design but man it's amazing uh, just the barrier to entry is just so much less than what it used to be and you know being able to use all of these great programs like audition for audio and photoshop for graphics and premiere and after effects for video and editing it's amazing how easy it is as opposed to to even just five years ago um and and of course adobe is just one way of doing it and that's what's so beautiful about creating art you know which is what we're doing by creating these videos we we are artists we're creating art that's our, our 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 deal that's what we're putting out there on the internet is our artwork and it's amazing that you know, from point A to point B, you know, what I do for my videos and what you guys do for your videos is going to be completely different, but it's what you feel comfortable doing. Um, and you know, the, the whole thing of, you know, equipment and software being an excuse for you not doing this is, is completely removed. You cannot use that as an excuse now. Um, and it's amazing to hear people like you guys talk about how you do it now. Are you guys doing all of this out of your home or do you have like an office space there in LA?
1: Uh, Right now we are doing it all out of our apartment, so it's real easy to just get up, get right to it without having to travel and factor in traffic.
0: The, yeah there there are definitely pros and cons to that when i uh i guess you would not really quit when i left my nine-to-five job about a year ago now well maybe a little less than a year ago i remember thinking that first month like where i didn't have to actually get up and drive somewhere just walk you know down the hallway to my studio it was such a weird feeling it was a very liberating feeling but it was a feeling of man i better take control and responsibility of what i'm doing because my wife leaves really early and we have a little two-year-old daughter who goes to to daycare i take her with which is a lot of, you know, a good thing for me cuz it gets me out of bed, ready to go, I get to play with her as well. But with that being said, there's a lot of responsibility on, you know, you're in control of all of that time. And and, and as a YouTube creator, people tell me, well, I don't have time to do this. Well, I'd like to see your workflow then. I'd like to see what you're doing because there's probably a lot of wasted time in there. I know for me, I am a gamer. I like video games. uh, And it it was hard for me in the beginning to have all of my gadgets around me and say, well, I got an extra 30 minutes. So let's go and jump on this (laughs) game or let's do this or that. It was very easy for me to do that and get distracted by uh, whether it be technology or gaming or or social media or whatever it is, especially as a YouTuber, you got to really stay focused and kind of honed in on what you're doing guys this has been an amazing conversation so i want to ask you one more bonus question kind of what what are you guys planning for the future of your channel you know like i said you're you're creeping up on the 50k subscriber mark congratulations on that by the way a huge milestone for you guys what do you see for the future of the nobody special youtube channel and what are you looking to do to just continue to grow and smash the numbers this year like you did last year
2: Uh, one of the goals is to really expand the uh the mediums that we use right now, we do a lot of film. I'll I, I throw some animations in there, and uh, and you know it, it's 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 primarily live action with a little bit of animation. But I really want to expand that medium, and do some fully animated things, and do some claymation, and do some tutorial videos with Chloe uh, live streaming how the, the entire process from beginning to end, a marathon of how do you make this costume, you know what really does it take, what kind of time management do you have to have. And uh, kind of getting into the nitty gritty and the process of it, because I find the majority of our engagement is people saying, how, how do I do this? How do I become mm-hmm. a creator? What's it like to animate? How, how much effort does it actually take? And so really being able to show, show that off and really engage the audience, I think, is going to help our channel grow and uh, make sure every demographic is represented.
1: Well, I think it's also really easy Especially if you you're just kind of starting into it to get trapped in this idea that oh well I do parody videos on this channel therefore that's all I can do right. or I you know do live streams That's all this channel is for you know gaming you know, whatever it is and like we've gotten questions. Hey, you should do a, a Let's play channel and you know what we'll to play games because those are fun it's like well, you know if we were gonna do let's play videos why wouldn't we just put them on this channel? Just, You know, we've already got the subscribers. We already, you know, have a lot of people that know this is where we are. So I think one of our goals moving forward, um, kind of going off of what Topher said, is just to greatly expand the type of videos right. that you see. You know, the parodies are fun. Showing um, the costume tutorials is also fun. But there's so much more that we can do that we haven't even really considered because we kind of found ourselves in that rut of this is what our channel
2: is well that's what a channel is though like Cartoon Network shows cartoons, but a diverse array of them, and that's what we want to
0: do—diverse, diversified. That is—that's such a struggle, you know. I—it's di- I, so amazing you mentioned that, Chloe. You know, just a, just a year ago, last year during the summer, you know, I got stuck in this situation where I was like, man, you know, I've grew this channel now to over hundred, almost hundred and fifty thousand subscribers, and you know, people—they—they they know me for tutorial videos for primarily technology, and I wanted to do more. I wanted to go out. I wanted to review hardware. I wanted to do more stuff. Stuff that I had a passion about. And I came to a point where I just had to sit down and say, well, even if I lose subscribers, I want people who are coming here to just be here because they enjoy me and what I'm doing, the, the the creations that I'm putting out there, and and I didn't really lose any, you know, I actually gained some traction by doing some different and diverse stuff. So, uh, Topher Chloe, it's been great talking with you guys. And um, if you haven't already, if you're listening to this episode right now, uh, you know, finish listening to this podcast, but go on over to their channel. Nobody special over on YouTube. I'm gonna have drop some links in the show notes and let them kind of tell you here in a second where to find them. But if you haven't already, check out their series, which is uberly uh, popular uh, Miraculous League. i watched a couple episodes I, I can't really pronounce it that well and you can. I, I, earlier I, I butchered it but uh, it's hilarious. You guys do a funny uh, spoof video of just the, the the adventures of you two Ladybug and Cat Noir. I mean you guys are just doing it's, just, it's hilarious. It's just really funny go check it out if you haven't already. I'll link one of the videos in the show notes but you guys are doing some really fun stuff. Now uh, would you guys let our audience know where they can find you on the internet?
1: Um, sure. The easiest way to find us is through our facebook page or our instagram account both of them are nobody special cosplay
0: beautiful well guys i am going to put all of those links down below like i mentioned before uh and i just want to just give a big thank you uh to you two uh it's been such a pleasure speaking with you i know my audience got so much value from what you guys are doing uh keep up the good work and uh we'll talk to you some other time well
1: thank you thank you very
2: much it was a pleasure